Hi, it's John Bernadovich, your host of the H Like a Boss podcast. Welcome to season three. I've embarked on a journey to get to know amazingly awesome HR and business professionals with the hope of finding what it takes to do HR Like a Boss. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and share with a friend. On today's show, I'm excited to have Sean Fahey. Sean is the CEO of Vid Cruder. Sean and I met through a connection on LinkedIn, and I'm super excited, Sean, to have you on the HR Like a Boss podcast. Thank you, uh, John. I appreciate you having me today. So, Sean, for those that don't know you or your, your background, if you wouldn't mind telling a little bit about your journey into becoming the CEO of a cutting-edge uh, recruiting technology. Cool. Thank you, and thanks for having me again. So, yeah, what uh, I started my entrepreneurial career uh, when I was going to school in Florida. I went to Florida Atlantic, and um, I started a retail company back then to just little kiosks and malls, uh, a little school project. And I started to see challenges of hiring in retail specifically at the time and how difficult it was and the turnover and all this kind of stuff. And in 2008 and 2009, when the recession happened, uh, I had to sort of change gears and do a different approach to uh, my career. And I got hired uh, by an insurance company to, to recruit 200 people across the country as fast as possible. And so started looking into tools, had that experience of hiring um, and determined that if I could have a video tool that would enable me to bring in candidates or meet them without actually meeting them, and they could meet me without actually meeting me, like an asynchronous video technology, that maybe I could hire these people a lot faster. And at that time, I didn't really think that anything like that existed. So I decided to start a company and uh, build a video platform. Pretty cool. What was the retail business you had when you were in college? I'm curious. Uh, I was belts and belt buckles on kiosks. Oh, cool. So just a little belt stand and uh, actually grew that business to 13 little stands all across the country. That's awesome. Good for it's you. Like a random idea that I saw. At, I saw it at the Sawgrass Mall, actually, in Florida. And just copied it and brought it to other locations that didn't exist. That's really neat. I remember seeing a belt buckle guy or belt company on the Shark Tank. So it, it went from a little kiosk in Sawgrass, Florida, to making the Shark Tank. There certainly must be, there must be money in belts somewhere. <laughs> there was. We had a slogan, helping keep people's pants up or something like that. It was kind of <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? So tell, I, can, I can't help it. I know you're, you're, uh, you're videoing in from uh, north of the border here in the U.S. and Canada, and you went to college in, uh, in Florida. So do you mind just before we get into the, the real serious questions, telling tell about that journey? I know that's certainly unique, probably one you remember quite well. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I did my undergrad here in Canada and I wanted to travel and I love Florida. And I love the States. So I just decided to go down for a couple of months with a couple of friends. We were just hanging out and I was having so much fun. I said, oh, I should go to school here and keep, you know, keep living in Florida. So I just signed up for the MBA program there in entrepreneurship at FAU and I had a great time, uh, especially from Canada, in those cold winters. Uh, starting to live in Florida during the wintertime was amazing. Yeah. Um, was yeah. it too hot? It was probably too hot at some point, right? Well, in the summer, you'd come back to Canada, so you wouldn't get that extra humidity hot in the summer there. But uh, yeah, Florida is a great place. I love that place. Yeah. Got it all figured out. Awesome. Well, cool. 
Well, hey, Sean, the, the podcast is HR Like a Boss, and it's all about amazingly awesome human resources, trying to distinguish individuals to drive engaged work, meaningful work for their employees, to drive profitability, productivity within their organizations, and combine those two things, those great things of engaged employees with productive workforce into doing some something social, social enterprise, something good in the community. And HR Like a Boss is all about the spirit of doing that in a, in a different way that's amazingly awesome. And I, I start every guest out, well, not you, because I asked about your journey from Canada to Florida and back, but I always start on the, the, the serious questions about the description of the purpose of human resources. How would you describe HR's purpose? Uh, I would describe HR's purpose as helping an employee journey from start to finish, finish being retirement in this case, uh, hopefully for everyone. And it's kind of like, you know, in some cases, making sure people comply with the rules. But for the most part, it's there to make sure that people are having fun and that people enjoy work. And uh, as much as possible to help with career progression, salary reviews, you know, it's all about, are you in the right role? Do you have the right skill sets? And that starts at the application process, right? Are we finding the right people, putting them in the right roles, making sure that we have the right people on the bus, so to speak. Um, and the purpose of HR is to guide that bus, fill the bus and make sure that while you're on the bus, you may be singing, you know, the song about wheels on the bus, you know, like if you want to go all the way. But that's kind of the the idea of, of how I feel the HR department uh, is crucial to an organization. Sure. Yeah, I totally understand. Yeah, we'll all start singing the wheels on the bus go round and round. That's Sean's perfect world for HR. I certainly love that. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever sang that song on a podcast. And hopefully that's the last time because we probably started stop listening. Sorry about that, Sean. All right. So we're not talking about wheels on the bus. We are talking about talent and getting them aligned and heading in the, the right direction together. Obviously, the analogy to the bus, but this has been a wild time for recruiting talent in the world for organizations post-COVID. I know your business has been radically changed as a result of a higher demand for, for video recruiting and, and acquiring talent in a quicker, more efficient way while it's really, really hard. And I'm curious about your su suggested strategies in this, this great resignation timeframe that we're in, uh, how organizations can try to find top talent in this global digital economy. There's a couple of different tactics or ideas that I have that I generally share uh, with our clients and other people that we, we talk to in this space. And uh, there's the first strategy is reducing your time to hire dramatically. Um, so making sure that you have the right person in front of the right hiring manager as fast as possible. Um, and our tool helps do that. There's a lot of tools that help do that. But reducing that time to hire is sort of the key component of, you know, during a great resignation or at any point in the in the normal cycle, there's always a lot of applicants that, especially now, really, that are getting laid off that are really qualified. You know, when organizations fire 30, 40% of their staff, they don't really care who they're letting go. And so it's getting those top quality candidates in front of those managers as fast as possible. So making sure that you have the right tools to do that, whether that's through automated scheduling activities, directly syncing the manager's calendar with the candidate, uh, on the retail side, we even do direct to store from apply. So apply to interview on the spot if you have the right filters that match, which we do with our quick apply product or using a video interview, whether it's a video conference that maybe the recruiter does and records and then you watch it on your own time. 
um, and then can rate it and determine who you want to meet with or using our pre-recorded sort of on-demand product to to watch interviews and scan through all the, the really good candidates to figure out who you actually want to talk to. Um, there's a lot of different strategies that work for different organizations depending on their challenges, but that's, you know, sort of the, the, the nuts and bolts of them are those. Yeah. You mentioned challenges. I know, and I know the technology you're, you've developed and continue to, to iterate is, is intended around making that experience better. I'm curious in this, again, global talent acquisition challenge where a lot of things have gone digital, this idea of pre-COVID, what work was like, and now post-COVID, what world, what work is like, this kind of online experience for that individual candidate to make that positive impression. How, how do you recommend recruiters improve that process? Having the right tools. Um, you know, another aspect that we often recommend is, is sharing videos from your organization throughout the process that the candidate will be interacting with your team. Um, and maybe not like a video of the CEO, but a video of that person in the same role that they're working in or they will be working in. So whether that's on your career page or a video in your ATS or videos, uh, you know, at every stage. So like with our tools, you can add videos. If you just use the reference check product or just the skill test product or just the scheduling tool, and it, the, the idea is to have a testimonial. So for example, we have a large insurance company. They got 10 people that are currently working from home, give testimonials of how the organization has helped them adapt to work from home, which you wouldn't really gather unless you were talking to someone. But everyone would see that video as soon as they applied. As soon as they went through another stage, they'd get another video, they'd get little tidbits of like, here's how we're doing for remote hiring. And they'd see videos in people's houses of like what they had done to you know, they bought me a chair, they set up my internet, they got me this computer that, you know, whatever it is that the, the organization was doing, um, it was kind of like a cool sharing. You know, I got a plant, you know, from the company to help my air quality at my house, you know, just these small little details. So having that remote first approach, and then that gives you the ability to hire in other places where, you know, certain centers, it's hard to get people candidates to apply for jobs and then you post a job somewhere else and you get 100 candidates so being able to tap into different markets also gives organizations a huge advantage and then having the right remote tools whether it's you know zoom or just vidcritters video conferencing platform but to enable the managers to have the right tool to make the right decisions is sort of key and then it, the pool becomes bigger um, so you can hire anywhere now be really so what I heard you say is the importance of storytelling about the actual employment experience at an organization or company through video testimonials. So I really thought that was creative and unique for our listeners out there that you, you, you these you got to think about the candidate experience. And nowadays, everybody learns how to change a light bulb or fix a, a broken I don't know what you you fill in the blank with a YouTube video. Why not learn what it's like to work at VidCruder through a series of interviews, getting a chance to, to meet regular Joes and Janes uh, that are doing the job every day, working remotely or at corporate office or where the case might be, kind of a day in the life. And one thing we recommend is you don't have to do a big video production because um, if you're asking a candidate to do videos, they may feel like, oh, I have to do this video of production. Just, you know, everyone just grab your cell phone and, you know, make sure that you have a, a, a speech that you're going to say, but make it more natural, make it more real. Uh, and candidates can relate to that a lot more so that the interaction that they see is like real people in real jobs using their actual devices and their houses, giving a feedback on 
what it's like to work here. And that's the the highest ROI from a sort of storytelling point of view that we've seen that goes a long way for candidates um, when they apply to work for you. Yeah, the relatability, that's really cool. Well, that's awesome, Sean. Well, speaking of awesome, I got to give a, a shameless plug to our sponsor for the HR Like a Boss podcast. As everyone may know who listens and knows me is near and dear to my heart. Uh, Willery has supported the formation and continues to provide resources needed to put on the HR Like a Boss podcast. Willery's purpose is to empower people and is focused on supporting mid-sized companies with their search and staff augmentation services, along with the unique client-side HR technology consulting practice. So if you're struggling to find talent in your HR or payroll department or not getting a return on your investment in your HR tech, please visit willery.com to learn more. The more and more I do that, Sean, the better and better I get at it. The shameless plug in the middle of the podcast is an art form, I have to tell you. I, I marvel at the people that on the radio can do that so seamlessly. I'm, I'm trying my best. All right, speaking of trying your best, I know that hiring is really hard. And when you make a poor decision, it's costly for a multitude of reasons. And I'm curious as to your perspective of the real cost of poor hiring and tactics or strategies you think the HR profession and recruiters can do to try to prevent them from happening? Um, the cost is, there's a lot of different statistics that come through and, and there's a lot of experts that have, you know, given different, um, but really the biggest cost, you know, it's not just a dollar amount, but it's the wasted time, you know, and that's the most precious thing in the world. And so, you know, how do I ensure that I don't waste time in my day at work with the wrong people that aren't qualified. And that's really what we focus on with our pre-recorded interview, our on-demand interview product. And the way that we recommend clients do that is very simple. It's, you know, think of something that is a requirement for you that if they answer that question within one or two minutes that you could put as a requirement in the job requirement, that you just know they're not qualified to work for you. And let's do that as your main screening step so that the managers can just sit there, scan through a bunch of people, or you could give it to a recruiter who scan through a bunch of people. And I only want to talk to qualified people. Just that concept sounds like, you know, normal, but how many times have you done interviews and you're not talking to qualified people? You know, 20, 30, 50%, whatever that number is, it should be zero. And so the way that we do that is we sit with a client, determine what is a knockout question or a kickout question for this job that you couldn't easily ask if you didn't have this technology. And we'll pinpoint those question sets for those clients and add that into a structured behavioral competency interview guide. So you have your normal interview questions with your normal sort of structured competency and framework built in, but you also add one or two of these extra questions to save you time. So I'll give you an example. We have a lot of clients that uh, need Excel skills. Every single resume has Excel on the skill set. Now you could have them go do an Excel test. Sure. How do you know they didn't get their brother or cousin to answer that question for you? The idea is to have a video that pops up a question that they see, and then they have to explain how it is that that formula works or how it is that this Excel uh, needs to be worked. And they're explaining it on video. And so that's a simple one that you could just watch and say, okay, there's a VLOOKUP formula here. How does that work? And then I have to answer the question. And then the manager can look at that. Do they know what they're talking about? But we took it a step further. Uh, the United Nations called us and they're like, oh, we'd like to test interpreters. And their day-to-day -day job is they 
listen to um, someone saying a speech and they translate it in real time. So like, yeah, we could do that. So we just put a speech that they're listening to and they listen to it as they're being recorded and they translate in real time from home. And then I showed that to a restaurant chain and they said, well, could we just have the waiter walk up to a table, four people sitting at the table, they tell their order and the waiter has to repeat the order into the camera. Sure, we could do that. Another company said, oh, we have this warehouse with all these safety rules. I just want to show a safety video and they have to pinpoint what's missing from the safety out of the video in this warehouse. And the, 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 the answer is one of the guys not wearing a hard hat, right? But it's like, if you're hiring a waiter, did you double check? And this is more of a high-end restaurant, but did you double check to make sure they can remember an order? If someone has an allergy, did they pick that up and repeat that? If you're hiring a safety officer, did you put them in a safety scenario to make sure that they can pinpoint what's missing from a safety point of view? If you're hiring an interpreter, so we would match the question to the requirement that is what they do in their day-to-day -day job to then watch that video interview question first. And within one or two minutes, you can determine if they're qualified based on that set of question set. So these kinds of pinpointed questions that allow you to save time is really where you're going to have the cost or reduce the cost or the time of making those poor hire decisions, whether that costs your organization 10,000 or 100,000 or whatever the number is, Let's just not even get to that poor hire time. Let's just figure out what the interview methodology needs to be to ensure that we get the right hire in the door. Sure. And how are you ensuring that you're not creating any sort of bias or that your hiring managers aren't in those knockout questions or some of the other structured interview methodology that you're mentioning? We recommend uh, multiple different interview guide competency methods. One of them is actually one that's plugged in with Sherm. Uh, it's called Quintella. And you can get a database of questions that you can load into your um, interview system or whatever tool you're using, and whether it's VidCruiter or anyone else. And you have your preset questions just auto-populated so that every candidate's treated the exact same way with the same question, with the same probing questions. But the secret to this kind of a guide, the more advanced ones, is they also have an answer key. In terms of like, here's an idea of what a one out of five answer is. Here's an idea of what a three out of five. And here's an idea of what a five out of five. So if the manager has some indicator of what to look for in a good answer. You know, a lot of biases happen because they just listen to an answer and they don't really know how to rate that person. But if I tell you like, hey, here's generally how you should answer a customer service question. And here's a guide to give you an idea of what to look for. And so the structure not is just the interview question and the parameters around the question itself, but the evaluation methodology to also be structured and helping the manager ensure that they have a compliant way to ask those questions is really where we um, shine. Cool. Well, final question, same one for every guest, beginning and end. The book is HR Like a Boss. You're on the HR Like a Boss podcast. Sean, tell me how you would describe someone that does HR Like a Boss. Someone that's able to push change management within, within the organization to make sure that every interview is following the best practices for compliance and structure so that every candidate has the exact same experience, the exact same question set, and the same sort of competency framework for every interview, no matter where it is across the entire organization. That is, and the, the clients that do that are the ultimate bosses. They can, like, it's just, everything is running smoothly. So that's, that's the ultimate HR boss.
Yeah, no, I bet they can scale their business, scale their recruiting, increase their level of finding top talent, which I know is a critical part of what we talked about today, Sean. I also liked how you you discussed that let's, let's have fun at work. Let's enjoy what we're doing every single day. It's important. We spend a lot of time statistically 70 to 80,000 hours of our lifetime working. We might as well enjoy what we're doing while we're doing it. And make sure that you know, one of the key attributes that you talked about that uh, any any hiring manager or talent acquisition department should thrive, strive for, excuse me, is to reduce that time of hire. There's so much demand for top talent. You want to give them a good, quick, comprehensive experience in that. And as much as you can do to leverage things like video testimonials about their employee experience that they might engage in and make those real and genuine with life, real stories from uh, colleagues or employees that they may work with if they end up hire, getting hired or joining that team. And I, I loved your point about avoiding anything that that requires wasting time. Time is our most valuable asset, more valuable than money. And I certainly can appreciate that. When we make a bad hire, we can we can all empathize with the amount of time that it took to try to get that person hired and then through the process of them um, working and then it not working out. So Sean, I really enjoyed having you on the HR Like a Podcast, uh, HR Like a Boss podcast. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the HR Like a Boss podcast. If it resonates with you, please leave a rating or review, or better yet, subscribe and share with a friend. Until next time, let's continue to aspire to do amazingly awesome HR. HR.